0: Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the July 7th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is always is brought to you by my consulting firm, that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. You can learn more about the services we provide at my website, And that is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Also there, there is a listing of uh, all of the shows that I have done. And when I say listing, there's actually a link to those shows. So if you go to the Local Matters tab at JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, you can catch any episode that you may have missed. Also, my sponsor, of course, is the Security Federal Bank. They are looking to see you come in to use their services as they seek to connect more closely to our community. They have 17 locations between Columbia, South Carolina, and Columbia County, Georgia. Uh, As always, if you go back to the tab that I talked about, which is the Local Matters tab on my website, I have a couple of shows that are dedicated exclusively to them uh, where they talk about uh, the various services that they offer. In particular, the show on financial counseling is an excellent one, and I would encourage you uh, to go check that one out if you're interested in um, strengthening your uh, financial standing. On Today, my topic is similar to one I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you may recall that a couple of weeks ago, I had a show entitled, Did You Celebrate Juneteenth? Uh, this one is, Did You Celebrate July 4th? Uh, Those holidays have uh, commonalities as they are built around the themes of freedom. Um, And uh, we as African-Americans have had a complex relationship with July 4th. Uh, So we're gonna include that, we're gonna explore that today. Um, We're also going to uh, take a historic look at how it is that fireworks have become a centerpiece of July 4th and uh, now we look at a situation where it seems like while they are enjoyable, they may have become uh, more of a nuisance for us uh, than anything else, particularly in some of our our neighborhoods. Um, But before we get to that discussion on July 4th, I wanna give you a peek into some of our upcoming shows. Um, those upcoming shows um, will include uh, a series on Augusta University. I had alluded to this, uh, I think a couple of months ago that I was trying to pull something together. So it looks like I have, yeah. So uh, several of the shows uh, in the latter por- portion of July, we're looking at doing three separate shows on the growth of Augusta University and how uh, it is emerging as a major institution in our community. Uh, We always thought about the little Harvard up on the hill uh, that was a relatively small institution 40 years ago and now they have some plans for tremendous growth there. So we're gonna talk from the perspective of the dental school, uh, the university at large, as well as the cyber uh, campus uh, to just talk about how uh, the growth of AU is shaping our community, job opportunities, economic opportunities, and and things like that. So uh, please look forward to that. Uh, Also, I have another uh, great show that I am looking forward to bringing to you, and that is in regard to redistricting. Uh, In short, redistricting is about the process of deciding who represents you, Um, It decides uh, which areas, you know, right now you may be in one commission district and could wind up in another one um, based upon the redistricting process. Um, There are a number of activities going on related to redistricting, uh, not the least of which is a redistricting public hearing that is actually taking place tonight, July 7th, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Savannah Rapid. Pavilion, uh, that's located at 3300 Evansenlock Road in Martinez, Georgia. Um, the idea is for people to come in and uh, testify uh, based upon their uh, communities of interest. Uh, when you are in a district, you want to be in a district that truly uh, represents your interests, and you share that district with uh, people uh, who have something in common with you. Uh, with the idea that that improves your strength in the voting booth. If you are voting with people uh, who uh, are similar to you uh, in the same geographic area generally, uh, have similar interests, uh, you want to be in a community of interest and you want the redistricting process to uh, identify communities of interest. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail on this one, because that was still my thunder from a show that I uh, hope to bring to you shortly. Uh, One of the foremost experts in the state of Georgia on redistricting is Dr. Charles Bullock. He's a professor. He's written books on the topic. And I am trying to get him as a guest on the show for an upcoming uh, episode. So please uh, participate as you can in this whole idea of redistricting learn as much about it as you can. Again, this is one of the key parts of being an engaged citizen. Last year, I spent an awful lot of time talking about the census and how uh, important it is. Well, one of the reasons the census is important is because those numbers are used to determine um, the district lines and the district boundaries, not just for local elections, but also for state and federal elections. So please continue to stay Um, involved and pay attention to that process Um, but getting back to today's topic today's topic is the 4th of July Um, you all may have noticed I don't think you could have avoided noticing how much noise there was on the 4th of July and Unfortunately, that noise wasn't just on the 4th of July, it was on the days running up to it, and in the days afterwards as well. Um, It reminded me of how Georgia law has changed, because I am sure that many of you are like me, and you remember that up until a few years ago, Georgia law did not even permit the use of fireworks. Uh, That was something as a practice that was deemed unsafe. uh, And I still have some concerns about that, quite frankly. Um, But it was not until about 2015 that the Georgia legislature uh, decided to change the law with regard to how fireworks could be used. Um, for a little background on that, uh, the first series of laws were enacted in 2015, as I indicated, which outlined where and when fireworks could be used and purchased. Lawmakers passed additional laws during the 2016 legislative session restricting the use of personal fireworks. The law stipulates that fireworks may only be lit between 10 a.m. and midnight, and those purchasing fireworks must be 18 years of age or older. Around New Year's Day and Independence Day, the time extends, I believe, until about 1 a.m. Initially, it was 2 a.m. And then... um, uh, that, excuse me, to 2 AM. Local governments are not permitted to ...enact any additional legislation on top of what the bill outlines, which is an interesting uh, provision in the law. I saw on the news recently, uh, Catherine Smith-McKnight, who represents District 3, uh, saying that the fireworks are indeed a violation of the noise Ordinance. And I don't think we can argue with that. So it may become an interesting era of law to see uh, what prevails if indeed the locals have an opportunity uh, to enact any additional laws. I think it would be a good thing. Um, I know in my area on July 4th, the firework started as early as 8 a.m., which is accurate. And then it's not exactly accurate because they had started the day prior to that as well. Um, and then they continue. Well, after on into the fifth sixth fireworks were still going uh, previously consumers had to travel to bordering states such as Alabama, Florida, South Carolina and Tennessee to get fireworks uh, now uh, fireworks stores are indeed open in the state of Georgia. Um, there also is a restriction in the state law that says that fireworks enthusiasts are not allowed to light within 100 yards of a nuclear power plant or a gas station and are liable for any dam- uh, damage that they cause. They're also not supposed to charge these fireworks off in the street, as I understand it. But we definitely have seen that happen. you um, seen people in very close quarters, near vehicles, doing fireworks, and that seems to be very, very dangerous. So we have some concerns about that. It will be interesting to see how uh, the discussion plays out on this topic. Uh, While certainly I know it's a source of family fun, I also have to recognize that after I went to the big fireworks show um, at the riverfront, I actually got a two for one for free because I saw the City of Augusta's fireworks show as well as the fireworks show that was coming from the stadium in North Augusta because they had fireworks after the Green Jackets game. After uh, all of that, I make my rounds back home, kind of circled East Augusta to see what was going on, uh, and I saw lots of fireworks. I heard lots of noise, and I also heard that, um, I also saw that an ambulance was headed toward East Augusta. don't know if there was a connection between the ambulance and the fireworks, but it could very well be, uh, because fireworks can be very, very... um, Uh, difficult and very, very unsafe, difficult to stay safe in the use of fireworks, okay? So I want to kind of talk about that and explore what the origin of fireworks is. Um, Fireworks actually go back uh, in history, back to the 13th century. They were invented in China and uh, they made their way Uh, to the United States um, uh, during 1777. So as as soon as the United States began celebrating Independence Day, they began using fireworks. Uh, In fact, uh, commercial production, I think, started in the 13th century, but you can go back even uh, further than that. Chinese history experts say that at some point between 600 A.D., and 900 A.D., Chinese alchemists took the idea to the next level by filling bamboo shoots with gunpowder made from saltpeter and throwing them into a fire pit. So this has a long, long history, um, and John Adams, um, said that he hoped the anniversary of independence would be marked for years to come by guns and bonfires and illuminations. Uh, Because the first July 4th fireworks display happened in the middle of the Revolutionary War, some historians believe that they're supposed to have been a morale booster. The celebrations at the time would have also included the firing of cannons and guns, adding to the explosive nature of the festivities. With the war's end and increasing concern for public safety, these firearms were eventually phased out of the celebrations and replaced almost entirely by fireworks, which were often given the official stamp of approval in the hope of drawing citizens to public celebrations instead of more dangerous private firework shows. So... At that time, it was thought that the fireworks were actually less dangerous than what they were doing, which I guess is true since they were no longer discharging firearms. So in conjunction with the celebrations, there have always been safety considerations. As we turn to a th- thought process about African Americans and July 4th. Uh, As I indicated, there has always been a complex history between us and the holiday. Um, Everybody was happy to have a day off. It's a day to relax um, in the middle of the summer, enjoy the good weather, enjoy good food. Uh, But Uh, as a black American, I know my family was never big on July 4th celebrations because it was created to celebrate America's freedom from the British had nothing in actuality to do with the freedom of African Americans in particular. Uh, one of the things that Frederick Douglass was most famous for, uh, is his speech, uh, that he gave on actually July 5th back in 1852. Yes, Uh, Douglas was a famous abolitionist. He himself was born into slavery. Uh, When the Ladies Anti-Slavery Society of Rochester, New York invited Douglas to give a July 4th speech in 1852, Douglas opted to speak on July 5th instead. He addressed a group of about 600 people Uh, And some of the most famous passages of that speech include the following. What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence as the great principles of political freedom and natural justice embodied in that declaration of independence extended to us? And am I therefore called upon to bring our humble suffering to the national altar and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulted from your independence to us. I say that it is with sad sense of disparity between us. I am not included within the pale of glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, but not by me. The sunlight that brought light and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, but I must mourn. What to the American slave is the 4th of July? I answer a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham your boasted liberty and unholy license your national greatness swelling vanity your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless your denunciations of tyrants brass-fronted impudence your shouts of liberty and equal and equality hollow mockery your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings with all your religious parade and solemnity are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy, a thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on earth Guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of the United States at this very hour. As it turned out, Douglass's speech also foreshadowed the bloody reckoning to come, which was the Civil War. For it is not light that is needed, but fire It is not the gentle shower, but thunder, he said. We need the storm, the whirlwind and the earthquake. At the time that Douglas spoke, the opportunity was ripe for a lecture on the moral crisis. Uncle Tom's Cabin had just been published that spring and was taking the country by storm. The country was in the midst of crises over fugitive slave rescues in the wake of the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. The political party system was beginning to tear itself asunder under the expansion of slavery. It's also an election year. The 1852 presidential election was heating up that summer. The nativist party was rising. It was an extraordinary political moment. And it was a turbulent time for Douglas personally, too. In the late 1840s and into the 1850s, his finances were very tight, and he was struggling to sustain the newspaper he had founded called the North Star. He'd had a breakdown in the early 1850s and was having trouble supporting his family. His friend, Julia Griffith, the treasurer of the Rochester Group that invited him to give the 1852 speech, was one of the people helping him fundraise to keep the paper alive. You can find more about this. I actually found this information on the Time website. I always want to give credit to my sources. Um, And you can read. I always tell people the internet is a wealth of information. Um, This show is here just to kind of get you started, to get you thinking about um, what you need to seek information on. Uh, But that Time article is a uh, good source of information to, to think through this issue of uh slavery, where our country was at that time, as you can tell from this history, there were a number of forces coming to bear at once uh, that led to the Civil War, that it eventually led to the freedom of slaves in this country. And nowadays, if you fast forward, uh, if you hold on a couple of minutes, I'm going to a, play a clip that I'm going to uh, close the show with. It is from a TV station in uh, Sacramento, California. They actually did a special, uh, just a a, a four minute or so news clip on uh, African-Americans and the fourth. Um, They uh, really want us to uh, review uh, where we are now and what our current relationship is. And while it's not quite as, Uh, controversial as it was for uh, Frederick Douglass in the 1850s, there still is that uh, sense of wonder as to whether the 4th of July really is a holiday for us. Um, As you walk around, drive around certain neighborhoods. Um, You certainly look and see many more American flags on houses that are located in predominantly white areas than you see uh, such flags in areas in predominantly black neighborhoods. But you do see some. um, There is not the same sense of patriotism in our neighborhoods for the reasons that uh, Mr. Douglas laid out and for the reasons that we still think about when we uh, review where we are in our country. But there is some sense of patriotism among us, I think, particularly among African-Americans who have uh, dedicated their lives to military service. Uh, those are going to be the ones more likely to feel a close connection to the country and a desire to, uh, to, to serve and recognize the holiday uh, in that way. Um, As you think about your relationship with July 4th, uh, I really uh, want you, like I encourage you to think about um, Juneteenth. Is it something to celebrate or is it something to commemorate? Uh, Probably likewise in the same way for July 4th. I think in my particular case, uh, I have treated it as a nice day off to catch up with work. Uh, I have treated it as A day to enjoy fireworks. Uh, You have to admit the pyrotechnics are beautiful if they have been done professionally. Uh, I am not one to try to set off my own, uh, but enjoy uh, the elaborate shows that that many conduct. Um, I want you to think about just beyond that, what does the day mean to you? And how can we as African-Americans connect the notion of Juneteenth and July 4th to find our appropriate ways to celebrate. Please join me in listening to this uh, broadcast with features a few uh, folks who've really given some thought to the notion of July 4th for African Americans. Well, this year's Independence Day comes after the nation took a significant step to acknowledge Juneteenth as a federal holiday. But for more than 150 years, Black Americans have been celebrating Juneteenth as Freedom Day. And the 4th of July and Juneteenth are very different holidays, particularly from the Black American perspective.
1: As ABC 10's lead race and culture reporter Candace Red explains, both holidays can also provide a moment for all of us to consider the meaning of a more inclusive freedom. Mm
2: -hmm. So many black people in America have always had an interesting view on Fourth of July. I don't necessarily look at it
1: as my holiday.
2: There was no independence for African Americans.
1: I don't necessarily celebrate the Fourth of July.
2: We were never free and or equal.
1: Independence Day commemorates the passage of the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776. It announced the freedom of the 13 North American colonies from Great Britain, but the newly independent nation still held black people in captivity.
2: At one point, you're
1: declaring your freedom, and at another point, you're enslaving people. My people were going through a very traumatic time and that the fight for freedom, liberty, and justice for for black people what continued.
2: And I look at the fact that we were three-fifths of the Constitution of the United States. We were not considered whole.
1: On July 5th, 1852, abolitionist Frederick Douglass gave a speech at an event commemorating the signing of the Declaration of Independence. In part, he states, this 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. Our forefathers, decided to really get independence and become a place for freedom. Now, when we look at it uh, in real time, and then in history, we show that our country and our practices have fallen short.
2: Some Americans do feel absolutely free. I don't think that is a feeling that African-Americans necessarily feel. We're still fighting for those same freedoms that the 13 colonies fought for in 1776.
1: When I see our African-American males being killed and law enforcement not being held responsible, yes, that's it, to me, that's a disconnect. Juneteenth and my family was, is, was more like the 4th of July. It's an opportunity for us to um, introduce those storytelling to our, to our babies so they can understand the history of the African American community. Juneteenth is a federal holiday celebrated on June 19th each year to commemorate the end of slavery in the U.S. On June 19, 1865, Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas to announce that more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were free by executive decree.
2: We do recognize the 4th of July, but we have more of a connection with Emancipation Proclamation. I celebrated Juneteenth this year like I've never celebrated before. Juneteenth was special to me and all the people who died to get us this far.
1: That was the holiday that I knew was the true meaning of freedom for you know my ancestors and my people. We can celebrate the 4th of July but let's just be honest about what it is and what it isn't.
2: I always respected the flag. It is a symbol of justice. It is a a, a symbol of constant social change and trying to do better. When I see that American flag I see it as a symbolic gesture of freedom, but that freedom is yet to be seen by some of us, but the dream still lives.
0: I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.